Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode 22 of the Non Sequitur podcast. Today is October 8th, and we have a special guest with us today. Uh, to my right, Amy, Danielle, Melissa, Kelly, and I'm Luke. So, Danielle, you're up here from Sacramento, is that correct? That is right. How many episodes of our podcast have you listened to? Four. All right. I think. That's more than most people. So, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're basically Most people get about five minutes into Four one. Four to five, but... Yeah. Kelly. And they regret having spent all that time downloading it. Yeah. On yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. We're wasting space very well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to try to keep it to 75 minutes as usual. We're going to talk about some indie games, some podcast recommendations. I've got a mystery box here for us to play with. And then we'll do science and listener questions as usual. We actually have two mystery boxes today. The Luke mystery box, but because we have an out-of-town guest on the show, we need to continue our out-of-town guest tradition. So, Amy, take it away with the mystery box. So, we have a box, and there is a little bit of tradition with this box that is sitting on my lap right now. Danielle and I send this box back and forth for Christmases and birthdays and such. And we fill it with wonderful things. And so Danielle gets to open her birthday present. Is it is it kind of like that pants movie? What? It is a little bit like the, the pants movie. The traveling only, pants. Oh. Only <laughs> where they write their stories on the pants. They write on the pants? Yeah, they do. They write on the pants. They write on their pants yeah. at the end of the summer. Do they wear the pants? Yes. Yeah. yeah. With writing on them? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. And embroidery. Yeah. This movie sounds awful. I, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it yeah, I know. I haven't watched, watched it. Okay. No, I have not watched it. No. <laughs> okay. I have, I've, I've, I know what, roughly what it's about. But what's in the box, Danielle? Open the box. You can be as noisy as you want. There we go. The top thing was a dress we got at Romy this afternoon. Amy and Sister. You already knew about it? How is that? This is a bad birthday present. I had present to choose it. I had to choose yeah. it. All right. It is a lovely dress. It is it's a beautiful pretty dress. pretty purple plaid one. It had to be a surprise like the worm baby present. That was pretty good. <laughs> what? <laughs> a couple episodes back, we, we gave a, a noise-making toy to Jackie and Scott. Oh, Kelly yeah, calls the worm baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else do we have in here? There's a pink tissue paper wrap Victoria's Secret? Item. That would be awkward. What is it? <laughs> non a podcast just got racing. Ooh, it is a purse? wallet purse type thing. Would it be a clutch? Yeah. It so is a clutch. Is a clutch thing. just Homemade a purse clutch. without a handle or a strap? A clutch is something that you can clutch in one hand. Can't you do it with all purses? No. No. Women lugging around 50 pound purses. <laughs> that would be this girl right here. I mean, my purse does not weigh that much. We have a, <laughs> we have a plaid theme going on. There's a, a red plaid okay. top to that. That's and a... then inside it was a wonderful blue TARDIS colored nail polish. All right. Tar- TARDIS colored <laughs> nail polish. Okay. A little like dark TARDIS. <laughs> it's a Doctor Who reference for people who don't know what a TARDIS is. She gave me a TARDIS. <laughs> I'm giving her a TARDIS. It all works out well. All right. And what else we have in here? We have some... This is from Melissa and Lou. Oh, I think oh yes. That's it. right. It's exciting. This is what started the I whole really thing. I really want to yeah. see this. Oh, my gosh. That's even better than I imagined. <laughs> so this is the owl shirt from... The Doctor Who Yes, with all of the, the old doctors with a scarf. And it is absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> it is a really good design. And it's a really good color. Wait, the doctors like are all owls? Yes. Yeah. You saw this. You've seen oh, that's it. Right. You're the yeah, one that pointed it out. <laughs> I did. All right. <laughs> Which is epically fantastic. And... Man, this box, of... box, this box is it, bigger on the inside. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> and there are... St- Ooh, Harry Potter stickers with Harry the Potter. houses. And I'm going to put my Hufflepuff badge on something as soon as possible. Very nice. And feathers. <laughs> Left over from when you send the box. I like to put things in the box that explode at you and or get what? stuck in your carpet forever. Like a Unabomber? 
<laughs> no, usually it's glitter. There, there it, it explodes are... and then your blood is stuck in the carpet forever? There are still uh, stars from the first time taped into this. This is from Mom. And inside, we have... Ah, oh, it is Civil War reproduction fabric. I'm Whoa. thinking to start my quilt. Is that what it's for? <laughs> yep. Oh, that is gorgeous. Oh, wow. It's a pattern for a three foot by three foot ish uh, quilt. It's like a quilt for your head. And it's little what? squares that you can. Like a large Mennonite woman would wear it? What yes. do you mean? No, you'd put it in a, as a wall hanging or a small lap blanket or a crimp okay. sized blanket. A lap blanket when your lap is cold. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, you know, think during the Civil War, you know, they didn't have. Heated automobiles. Whoa! So. And the piece, there are pieces already <clears throat> cut, and they are. How fantastic. much of it could you make with those pieces? A lot. That is a lot of fabric. Yeah. Very nice. This would be most of the top of the quilt. Yeah, that'd be lovely. It'll be beautiful. I'm very excited. Do you keep track of how many times you stab yourself in the finger. <laughs> I will make it with blood, sweat, and probably tears. Awesome. Also, uh, I'm starting a new tradition. Between each episode, I'm going to tell you how many times previous downloads happened. So between episode 21 and today, 193 uh, episodes of the podcast were downloaded. Again, who are these people? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> All right, we should move on. That's a smaller number than we thought last time. Well, that was like, that was the, that's averaged over a long period of time. Okay. So right. um, so anyway, Indie Game Spotlight. This will be, unfortunately, the last one because nobody told me that they actually like these. So without any kind of feedback, I am left to cancel this segment. Um, but this one is another humble, humble indie game bundle. This is the Frozen Synapse bundle. <clears throat> Frozen Synapse is like a weird strategy game where you shoot guys uh, turn-based. Uh, Space Cam, which is like a weird puzzle game. And this game called Trauma, which is really weird. It's all made with real photographs. It's actually pretty interesting. It's um, like almost like a point-and-click adventure with real photographs of a real scene. Uh, with weird gameplay. Like Google in. Earth with missions? A little bit like Google Earth when you're on Street View. Yeah. So we can kind of like pan around the, the setting and uh -huh. the, the pictures change. I think you would like it. I think Melissa might like it too. It's a little creepy. Um, but anyway, if you pay more than $4.80, you also get the old uh, Frozen Bite uh, bundle, which includes Trine, two different versions of Shadowgrounds, a game called Splot, and a canceled project called Jack Claw. So... Mm. So it's not complete, is that? Uh, it's what Frozen Bite worked on before Trine. So they were trying to make it. Uh, it didn't quite come together. They abandoned <clears> it and moved on to Trine. So, so it's a half-finished game? It's a half-finished game bundled in. Yeah, but so you end up with what? One, two, three, eight games? For seven and a half? Seven and a half games for five I mean, bucks. seriously, would anyone actually want to play this Jack Claw game? It's, it's not pretty fun. finished. It's pretty fun, though. Is it any good? It's fun. What is it? Is it like it's, it's more fun than good? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm bothered by the fact that it's not finished. I don't know that I would want it. They polished it. I'm happy to give you my money for sure. charity, but I don't want you. And that's their thing. Again, with these humble indie bundles, you can give all $5 to charity or one cent or whatever you want to do. You should give more than a cent. Though. <clears throat> um, so anyway, that's the last one of those for a while. Now, podcast recommendations. Yay, yeah. So I, I had the idea that maybe we... Uh, we we all like to listen to podcasts on here, and that's why we do this. Because um, we just that's why we fun. do this. I've been wondering for ages why we did this. <laughs> well, also to stroke our egos, but that's true. Um, <clears throat> so we thought we would give uh, some recommendations of the podcasts that we like li to listen to, um, just so you know. 
you guys are enjoying listening to podcasts, you have some more ideas to go with, because I know there's a lot of bad ones, this being one of them. But, uh, yeah, so... So these are all podcasts that are better than... These are, yes, really good podcasts. High quality, high production value, stuff like that. People get paid to make the ones we're going to recommend. So, randomly, Amy, start. Um... I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so I really am wondering why I'm I'm here half the time. Um, the, <laughs> we like having you. <laughs> the most recent podcast that I've listened to much of was The Nerdist, um, because they talk about Doctor Who, and they had Matt Smith on The Nerdist, and Matt Smith's really fun to listen to. The only problem is that sometimes The Nerdist gets a little raunchy, oh, okay. and not very appropriate, so... Kind of have to take Not it with a grain of salt. Not safe for work, then. Yeah, you kind yeah. of have to take it with a grain of salt of how much do I really want to put up with this till we get to what I'm actually listening for. And so the Nerdist is... Okay, so it's a website. It also has a podcast, but it also seems to host other podcasts. What is it about? I could tell. About? Um, nerd culture? <clears throat> yeah, nerd culture. Uh, the I've listened to three episodes, and two of them were Matt Smith, and one of them was a TV show. Okay. Because huh. they had a TV special... Um, that they filmed when um, Comic-Con was going on, I think, okay. is when they did it. That would make sense. Would Nerds make sense. like Comic-Con. Um, and they talk episode. about nerd things, and they talk about um, strange other things, and they usually have some kind of celebrity guest star of some kind. So they're like actual famous. Yeah. Chris yeah. Hardwick, who used to do stuff for G4, Yeah, I was going to say I that name's familiar. Um, kind of a shorter guy. Yeah, he is the host of it. And then he's got a couple of friends that come and talk with him. <clears throat> okay. So the Nerdist. Look it up. Probably on iTunes. And it slides off and hits one pin. Oh! oh. So it's oh. not even a gutter ball. It's one pin. Oh, my stomach. And there are people who've been watching him because it's this perfect game. There's probably a uh. huge crowd for Bowling Alley, which uh. is, what, 15 people? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If and, that. You know, in an afternoon, rainy afternoon bowling. And they're all watching. And he is an athletic guy, and I'm a big guy. So they're ready for excitement. (laughs) And he looks over at me, and I look at him, and we make eye contact. We're very good friends. And he walks over to me, and he stands in front of me. And as he walks over me and stands in front of me, I do something that everybody in the room thinks is odd, except for my friend. I put my hands behind my back. And I just hold my wrist behind my back. And I just stand there. Mm -hmm. And he reaches down. I'm wearing shorts at the time. And he grabs me by my balls. (laughs) And he squeezes my balls and then takes his fist and hits me as hard as he can right in the solar plexus. He just goes, And I go, with my hands behind my back, I go completely unconscious. Oh, my God. You know, because I've just been, had my balls grabbed and been punched right in the stomach. So I go completely unconscious, and I crumble in his hands as he holds my balls. (laughs) And I I go completely out. (laughs) And I don't know how long I'm out. They told me I was out not long, five seconds, six seconds, ten seconds. I'm crumbled on the floor. I get up. I go, "Ah." he goes, and we go back over, have a snack. And he has, he has worked with me since the 70s. He 
is in my employ. He is on my crew, and we have never talked about it. <laughs> wow. We've never yeah. said a word about it. I've never said I'm sorry. I never said, well, did you feel like we came out even? It was just this, It was just probably the definition of what it's like uh, to love an asshole. Uh, yeah. All right, and final list. Melissa, go. Uh, so... Mine is the nerdiest of all, because um, <laughs> of all of the nerdery that you hear on this, what you may or may not know is that my very favorite podcast to listen to is an economics podcast. Nerd. Yes, super nerd. Um, the, the NPR guys from This American Life spun off some of their producers to a, a project called Planet Money, where they have realized that so much of what's happening in the world is related to economics and the economies of various countries. And it's really hard for people to understand because it's incredibly dull and boring for the yep, most part. Yep. And Supply and demand so, graphs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the Planet Money guys come on and their goal is to make economics not boring. And it's not like the there are there are other podcasts that do this. The Freakonomics guys have a podcast. Oh, it's like I think the, it yells a lot. No, 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 no. Freakonomics is like the the hidden economics, the hidden science, the hidden economics behind everything. Who's the guy that yells all the time on TV? He's the MSNBC a... guy. He's somebody totally different. Okay. Yeah. He, he's he's about investing. In, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's different. But no, the Planet Money guys they they pick interesting stories about economics. So the great thing about the podcast is that it's all story based. So I, I listened to one, for example, about Bitcoin, which hardcore nerds may know about. It's this like fake virtual currency. I'm not hardcore enough, apparently. Um, I've never heard of this. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's this virtual currency that somebody invented. They did a story about that. They've done stories about North Korea's illegal economy and how North Korea is able to make money. And as it turns out, all those statues of Kim Jong-il that are all over North Korea, actually a major economic like force <laughs> in the country. Um, and so, you know, just interesting stories and the money behind it. And I, I've gotten smarter. Since I started listening <laughs> to the podcast in June, um, so I, I feel that that's a good recommendation to give Planet Money. It's on iTunes. It's also uh, available through NPR.org. Aren't they also making a T-shirt? They are. That's actually why I started listening to this. Is that they started this big project of could they design and market or and create like from the beginning the design, everything, uh, sourcing the cotton, having it milled, having it constructed, go through the whole process of making a t-shirt that was actually something people would want to buy. Not like a cheap, you know, give us your hundred dollar donation to keep your public radio station afloat and we'll send you this t-shirt with a squirrel on it, which my current radio station is doing. <laughs> awesome. If you want a t-shirt with a squirrel on it, but they're trying to make something genuinely it's a real cool. Squirrel? I don't know. It's like staple I, on. I have not <laughs> sent them a hundred dollars. So Still alive. Um, <laughs> He's a little patch on the front. Yeah. But no, the Planet Money guys are supposed to be making a t-shirt and they it's been months since they've worked on the project. So Planet Money, I want your t-shirt. I have been saving money to buy it from you so that I too could be cool. And it's not happening, so you got to help me out. So, you know, all, all their producers listen to our podcast. Heck yes. <laughs> They're part of that one. I listen to them. It's We're a, it's important a good element of the economy. Jessica Gibson works in an Irish pub in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and she thinks that's why people tip her. I would say that it is pretty merit-based. I mean, um, I do feel like the harder I work, the, the greater service I provide. For the most part, I'm compensated for that. But the data on tipping doesn't support that. 
studies show that the size of the tip doesn't have much to do with the quality of the service. It's a pretty weak relationship. This is Michael Lin. Lin used to wait tables at Pizza Hut. Now he's a professor at Cornell University's School of Hotel Administration. Studies have found, for example, that the amount of sunshine outside have as big an impact on the tips that customers leave as the customers' ratings of service quality. The weather, what kind of mood people are in, these factors matter just as much as how good the service is. And if you press Jessica Gibson from the pub about this, even she admits that when she tips, it rarely has anything to do with the service. I would never tip less than 20%. I mean, you could vomit on my plate and I would still tip you 20%. Jessica Gibson, like a lot of people, tips pretty much the same amount no matter what. It may vary by a buck or two, but not by much. So if we aren't tipping because we think we'll get better service, why are we doing it? Luke, go. Um, I listen to a ton of podcasts, a probably ton. 10 to 12 a week. I, how say. do you have time for that? I listen to them at work. Ah, I can't <laughs> so do that. I get paid to listen to podcasts and other, th- and other stuff. But, um, and or move chips while listening to it. Yeah, it's all the same thing. I get yeah. paid. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot of them. I just want to throw a couple out there. Uh, the Flying Lap, if you're an F1 fan, is done by Peter Windsor. And he usually has somebody important on, like, he's interviewed Timo Glock recently. He had Sebastian Buemi on, a um, number of other drivers I can't think of. So that one, if you like F1, if you like video games, the giant Bombcast, uh, those guys are quite funny. And Not safe for work. Yeah, there's a lot of swearing on the Bombcast. Um, so be, beware of that one. But if you like video games, I recommend it. My actual favorite is called This Is Only a Test. Uh, it's a podcast from Tested.com. They are a tech site like Engadget or Gizmodo, um, but they talk about all sorts of random stuff. One of the guys on the podcast is the guy that wrote the book of Eli, and uh, he's a big Apple fan. So I'm guessing if you listen to the most recent episode, it'll be a lot of Steve Jobs commentary. Um, but One of the guys from This Is Only a Test is also, if you think back to our most recent PAX episode, he's the guy who signed Luke's HP touchpad. touchpad. Yep. So Will Smith is his name. Yeah. Obviously not the black actor, uh, but it's a really good episode uh, or podcast to listen to. My favorite part is the last segment they do. They actually do a normal show and then they close it off, have ending music, and then they have what's called the fake outtakes where they just spend 20 minutes talking about random stuff like tree removal. So <laughs> anyway, we're actually going to be stealing one of their questions for later in the, the podcast. What if there were like climbing uh, areas and perches in the in the fighting pit, if so the get, raccoons can climb climbing, up and get like aerial superiority on you. If they get climbing areas, I want a cricket bat. Okay, hmm. this is getting more interesting. Yeah, and a hat, a hat as well. Like what hat. kind of hat? hat. Like a hard hat? hat? No, like a like a fedora. No, no, you don't get the hat. No hat. Even the cricket bats kind of. I like. I, I'll give you some. St- I, here's the here's the final. No, I, I take no other gloves and the cricket bat. I'll give you. I'll give you some like gardening gloves. Right, Claw. you can have really good steel-toed boots, okay, and a speedo, and you got to fight six angry raccoons. Six, oh, six. I can do that with a cricket bat. Six, no problem. Well, no, hold on, I didn't say anything bat. about a cricket bat. Well, I will give you a. Well, this is for twenty million dollars. For twenty million. Why is American Idol still on, but this show is not? Because you know, maybe we should, maybe we should, maybe die. we should take this to Spike. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, go. This is actually the first podcast I've ever listened to, so it has to classify as We haven't scared you away from it. I haven't even listened to Narnia Web's podcast, and I live <laughs> on that site. But um, So, yeah, I enjoy it because people I know do it, and I get a different picture of 
your lives and things that you're interested in and then i get to participate even though i'm two states away so so be honest <laughs> how boring are we really not that boring i've heard a lot <laughs> Good. <laughs> the, the only parts that I've skipped over ever were the really technical racing parts. Okay. Oh, and we we're not really doing that. that. We got <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah. People weren't interested. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, but yeah. By the way, the tires you... at uh, Japan for this weekend. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, um, so, which episodes have you? Are you listening to the older stuff or? Not really. I haven't gone Good. back and listened to the old the stuff. The really old stuff is kind of bad. So. It, well, yeah. If you didn't know <laughs> Kelly and Megan and I back in the day, it probably wouldn't be entertaining. Um, <laughs> it was really non sequitur then. Yeah. Like just, we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, the very first episode was just you ranting for an hour. Yeah, it was and me then, by myself, and then I and then, invited you guys. Then me and Megan came in for the first what eight or nine episodes. Yes, yeah, and like that, and then. And then, and then Melissa joined, and that's when it started getting good. <laughs> she reined us in a little bit, so. But yeah, yeah. So don't listen to the old ones. You two yeah, at home. I might yeah, everything after. <laughs> everything <laughs> after episode ten is okay. And then Amy started around eleven or twelve, so. Anything um, after episode sixteen is pretty good. Though. Yeah, start, oh, yeah, start around there. Yeah, sixteen. That's, that's the summer. Just ignore so. the first sixteen episodes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that leaves you, Kelly. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite is a. Uh, it's a Lovecraft literary podcast called HP Podcraft, um, run by... Which is a fantastic name. <clears throat> it really, really is. I, and I absolutely love it. Um, if you are a fan of cosmic horror literature or gothic horror or anything... Or Cthulhu. Nature, or Cthulhu. You know, I Cthulhu mythos. Cthulhu. Yeah. Anything like that. These guys are great. It's uh, Chad Pfeiffer and Chris... Yep. Wow, I'm a bad fan. <laughs> I actually haven't listened to it in a while because I've been really, really busy. And I just haven't had time to read any of Lovecraft's work right now. But basically what they do is they go through story by story all of H.P. Lovecraft's work and they run it down for you. They they play segments. They bring in uh, guest uh, narrators to read segments of the stories and they... They discuss them and they discuss, you know, the, the time period and what's happening in the stories. It's really, really in-depth. And they have guests come in to uh, discuss the literary works. Um, there's a guy named uh, Jaffe, forgetting his first name, but uh, who is a H.P. Lovecraft scholar that they brought in for an scholar? episode. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's made a career out of... Like he has like a Ph.D. in... Pod, or a in Lovecraft, Lovecraft? yeah essentially wow. yeah. yeah and it's it's just brilliant it's got really high production value they've actually done um full recordings of a few of Lovecraft's stories um The Whisper in Darkness wait no that's incorrect <laughs> anyways <laughs> it's really really good much better than this yes and i if you if you like lovecraft at all i highly recommend it it's and it's great because you get to read the stories and then you can go along with them and if they have re if he has really long stories like uh, at the mountains of madness they do multiple episodes i think they actually did as many as like seven episodes for that story because it's his longest and there was a lot to talk about so it's a really good podcast Love all right it. good 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 there's also forums and there's a lot of discussion about a lot of different things. Some of it's very silly, obviously forums do that, but um, you learn quite a bit about a very broad manner of things. Like, uh, for instance, Lovecraft was actually a very racist person, and yeah. that's that's been a big subject. Of course, I think the podcast has been going for two years or more now, and uh, and it's always a big discussion. Um, 
but you understand, you know, well, he lived back in the early 1900s, and that's kind of how people were, but at the same time, the... anyway, sometimes we get into it. Yeah, you, you learn a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> the guys are very intelligent. They, they approach things in very interesting directions. All three horses outside, tied to a pair of shriveled saplings by the road, were now neighing and pawing frantically. The wagon driver started for the door to do something, but Amy laid a shaky hand on his shoulder. Don't go out there, he whispered. There's more to this than what we know. Nahum said something lived in the well that sucks your life out. He said it must be summit growed from a round ball like one we all seen in the meteor stone that fell a year ago June. Sucks and burns, he said, and it's just a cloud of color like that light out there now that you can hardly see and can't tell what it is. Nahum thought it feeds on everything living and gets stronger all the time. He said he's seen it this last week. It must be something from away off in the sky, like the men from the college last year says the meteor stone was. The way it's made and the way it works ain't like no way of God's world. It's summit from beyond. All right, next segment. What I'm calling the TNS mystery box. In my hand, I have a paper box, I guess. Used to have tea inside of it. Oh, is there tea in it? No, there are a hundred questions inside of it. What? Uh, it's a mix of if you could, <clears throat> would you rather, or this or that questions. So I'm just going to let someone randomly draw a little piece of paper, and then we are going to answer these individually. All hundred of them? No, not all hundred of them. Just randomly. <laughs> just so, checking. Did these come out of fortune cookies? No, they just look like that. So the longer, the longer questions are on longer pieces of paper, and they kind of sit at the top, and the shorter, quicker, briefer questions are at the bottom because they've settled to the bottom. This question right here wants to be asked. Boom. All right. Go. Apparently I'm... <laughs> that one was just calling to me. All right. If... This is an if question. If you had to permanently eliminate one season, spring, summer, fall, winter, which one would get cut? Rough. Yeah. All right, Kelly. <laughs> Who are you killing? Um, ooh, people are going to hate me. Summer. Yay! <laughs> We survived without it this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in, in our northwest here, we we didn't really get a summer. We got like three weeks of semi-heat and then back to the rain. But um, I don't know. I never like the heat. It's always unpleasant. I like spring and fall the best, and winter is fun if it snows. So uh, maybe we should clarify. Are we talking about what we are... What we would consider the weather that goes along with the summer, or are we talking about those three months on the calendar that are nominally summer? Like, is it, it June, July? It's, it's, it's set talking about seasons, not not. So, the, if you get rid of winter, does it get rid of Christmas, or does it get like January? I guess I it does. It yeah, get, yeah. Because yeah. that's on like we December twenty second. Okay. All right. You yeah. right. can move it to you know early spring or something. Melissa, well, so you probably have a different take. Yeah, I'd get rid of winter. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> I don't like to drive in the snow. Uh, I, I, I don't like the inconvenience that snow causes me professionally. Who um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't get to work, that's the best you thing. You don't have to make up the snow days. That that's true. That's true. Yeah. And, I, you know, the, the lack of sunlight, um, you know, is unpleasant for me. So That's true. A lot I, of people I mean, seasonally speaking, I would get rid of winter. I understand the the value of what winter, you know, biologically and whatnot, but I, I don't like it. All right. Danielle, you're from California. 
You have hotter summers. Do you want to get rid of those? We don't have as clearly designated seasons as you have up here. It's mostly summer with a bit of cool on each end. Um, but I work for the Department of Agriculture, so I have a slightly different view on what sure. makes it important. I would want to keep summer in there for the long growing and we need spring for the rains that we usually get in California. But you need fall for the harvest. But you could continue that into a mild winter. Okay. And there we get pretty mild winters. <clears throat> I wish I could cheat and say I chop off the, you know, the the, the latter end of winter. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I would have to probably season. choose to eliminate winter. Oh, man. Gosh. And just have a long, cool fall. Do you guys ever read Bone? It was a comic strip by a guy named Jeff Smith, I think. Was it, it was? in the paper? It was in that Disney uh, magazine that used no. to sell at supermarkets. Nope. I don't remember what nope. it was called. Anyways, um, <laughs> they were in the very first episode. Uh, issue. Issue. Thank you. <laughs> episode. Uh, in the very first issue, um, they're talking about, oh, so winter comes quickly in these parts, you know, blah, blah, blah. And at the very end, the little bone character, he's sitting by a tree and he's like, just resting he's talking to a little leaf insect and all of a sudden you see this giant just like it looks like a pancake is about to fall on him and it hits him and it turned out it was winter coming <laughs> it was just all of a sudden it just lands boom it landed on him nice. anyways that just reminded me of that amy what would you get rid of probably summer yeah three summers get the i like out. the rain it's all right i do too all right melissa long question or short question it, though if spring was a little Sunnier, not warmer, but sunnier. Just, okay. You know, get a little sun in. All right, sweetie, what's the question? Would you rather be schizophrenic or have amnesia? <laughs> amnesia. Oh. Amnesia for sure. No, is this like permanent lifelong amnesia? It doesn't specify. You wrote the question. Uh, well, that's for us to discuss. So yes, amnesia so you never remember anything from that moment on. Or back, the other direction. From... So you right now remember. you get to choose which one, and everything previous to this you forget if you have amnesia. I'd forget my puppy. Well, you could relearn your puppy, oh. unless it's the puppy that died. Yeah. Then you'd know. But then you never know the sadness of the loss of the puppy. Or you can be that schizophrenic and have no friends. That makes me sad. <laughs> um, no, I'd, I'd choose the, the amnesia because then you'd be a character in a video game and or any movie that's come out in the last yes. 20 years. <laughs> Melissa, was your question. What about you? Um, I would still love you. It'd be easier to love you if you had amnesia, though. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to sway your opinion, but... See, and I was just thinking that, like, <laughs> schizophrenia can be managed with medication, and you could, you know... Somewhat. Well... Not always. It also doesn't generally affect women, so I guess I have to pick amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so rare in women. I don't know. Danielle? I think I would rather have amnesia because a lot of those things I can relearn. And I would have lost <clears> a lot of memories, but I wouldn't have to be on that's my whole life. And people are already scared of me enough. <laughs> <laughs> Adding schizophrenia is not a good idea. With no. amnesia, you get to keep like muscle memory, right? So, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. even. Like, I wouldn't forget how to play the guitar. I think or... you even keep like academic memory for the most part. Sweet. So I'd still know about dinosaurs and math. Probably. You just wouldn't <laughs> recognize anybody. Sweet. <laughs> Amy? It's. I, I, Again, like Danielle said, people are already a little afraid of me and occasionally think that I might have schizophrenia just because of all of the 
things going on that I can keep track of at once. So you should take schizophrenia. So I would take <laughs> schizophrenia, but for something new, I would take amnesia just so that I wouldn't have to deal with some of these people. But then you'd be schizophrenic and have amnesia. But I'm not schizophrenic. Whatever. <laughs> that sounds more like, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, starts on A. Uh, children. What? Autism? Autism. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a trouble with words today. You are today. struggling today. <laughs> All right, Danielle. Wait. Oh, I would be amnesia. I'd be the worst That's schizophrenic. A amnesia. <laughs> I picked a long Another long one. one. It says, if you could choose both major candidates for the next U.S. presidential race, who would you pick? This is the worst question I've ever oh. No, no, it can be anybody. Anybody? Anybody. It would have to be somebody who is actually John Malkovich. competent. No, it it, only if you wanted it to. <laughs> if we're going for fun value. I mean, you could totally have Brad Pitt against Angelina Jolie. That might be fun just That'd to watch the them. Worst. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a disaster for the country. Would it be any country. worse than the one that's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, it would be worse. <laughs> as long as it's not Miss Sarah Palin, I'm good. Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are good at these kind of things. Who do you want? So I, I choose the two candidates who are yeah racing against each other. Yeah, I mean your okay. your yeah, terrible choices might candidates. cause people to go independent, but <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so I would choose John Malkovich. Good choice. <laughs> And Christopher Walker. That'd be awesome. I would totally be watching walk the walk entire walk election. I would totally go with Walken. But neither of them would actually make a good president. <laughs> I'm not convinced that <laughs> that matters. That. <laughs> you don't know that. Christopher Walken would dance for us, and we would get to listen to him talk. I'm, I'm all super the time. cynical about presidents and their ability to do things, so I'm You're not, not sure. in my AP Gov class. That's true. Oh. <laughs> if I was, I'd be in trouble though. You go back to high school and <laughs> yeah. take AP Gov. All right, Melissa, who'd you choose? I'm abstaining from the question. All right, oh. Amy? I have no idea. I abstain. Really? You can't pick anybody? Matt Smith versus... He's mm, British! So? It doesn't matter. You can pick anybody. And but he wouldn't he make a good president. He couldn't be a candidate. Well, let's say we get rid of the 35 age limit and the national citizenship. Anybody. Justin Bieber. Ooh. Just, <laughs> Justin Gomez. Bieber versus Matt Smith. I want to see who wins here. That'd actually be a good one. <laughs> Matt Smith would lose because no one knows who he is. Ah, but see... All the people, people under 18 can't vote for Justin Bieber. Ooh. So how about a Matt Smith versus David Tennant? Oh, oh, but that would be so hard. <laughs> oh, I don't know. All You're right. both British. My two choices would be Mike Rowe from Discovery Channel against Denzel Washington. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love both of those men, and that would be an awesome race. I'm hoping that Mike Rowe would win, though, because he's awesome. All right, Amy, I'm going to go for a short one or a long one? Hoping to Why do you guys keep grabbing the long ones? Because they're on top. Dig to the bottom. Mine was at the bottom. <laughs> mine was at the bottom too. If you had mine's an if question. If you had to die from something other than old age, Ooh. how would you prefer to go? I've thought about. Melissa's gonna die from her cold. So. <laughs> what about you, Daniel? You been thinking I've, about? It? I've thought about it before, but I can't remember what I concluded. It was very late at night, and I had a lot of sugar in me. Um, <laughs> I was not there, so I can't. Probably something which would entail me going to sleep before the actual oh, happened. Us. Because, well, I, I think it would be really scary because you'd know what was happening. So I'd rather be out for that part of it. So Fair I don't enough. know what does that smoke inhalation, cold, <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Preferably, preferably not adverse cold. event during surgery. <laughs> yeah. That'd be terrible, but yes, yeah. that would that would that'd if be. You good sleep. One. I'm just. Yeah. Saying. All right, Kelly, you're pretty twisted. What's your answer? <laughs> I have two attacks by Cthulhu. <laughs> I, I no. don't think that would be nice. No, uh, that would be quick, actually. Um, no, I, 
I have two answers. One of them is completely inappropriate, so I won't say it. Um, <laughs> have sex to death? Is that your answer? <laughs> okay, so it wasn't as inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And then the other one is to drive at high speed in a kamikaze vehicle loaded with gasoline and just be like, up yours, baby, and <laughs> crash into the wall, fireball. Hopefully it would get, make it onto CNN or something. Yeah, That's a good one. Melissa, are you going to abstain, or do you have an answer? Massive brain aneurysm. Just just randomly, like, just... Yeah. Wherever. It's, I mean, it's essentially painless, and it's done. It's not one of those, like... They can't bring you back from that. Yeah. Like, it's it's over at that point. And, and I just, I think, it for those of you left to deal with the aftermath, I'd rather it just be something super final. How rather good? Than, like a fireball. You know, our, <laughs> rather than the, like trying to, you know, save you and resuscitate you and keep you on life support and all those like horrifically painful decisions, like just avoid all that and just be done. How great would it be if it happened in your fifth period class? That'd Teach all those kids awful. a lesson. <laughs> That'd be terrible. You have a point though. It'd be better if you didn't even realize what was happening. Yeah. Um, so... I've often wished that I could have like a death reset button so I could just experience like half a dozen, a dozen different deaths and then just come back from it. Like, I've always wanted to know, like, what does it feel like to be shot in the head? So, Luke, how was it being no. hacked to death with a machete? Yeah, but like, like, no. like oh shot in the head. You come a... back shaking and well, traumatized. Let's say, like, I don't know. I, I've always wanted to know, like, like shotgun to the belly. What does that feel like? Does it burn? Does it feel? Does it like do you go uh, into shock? It does it matter? Like, <laughs> sure, it feels. I don't hard. know. But so there are a million different ways I would love to die. Um, probably though, if I could have my ultimate favorite, some of my friends have probably heard this before. I would love to be guillotined from a hot air balloon so that my head falls to the ground. I always thought that'd be cool. Because you have like you have like you have like ten or twelve seconds of like consciousness as you're falling, so you'd just be a falling head. <laughs> and you can know what it felt like to be guillotined, so it's both. But think about the people who have to clean I that up. I would imagine guillotining is incredibly painful. Yeah, because it doesn't usually cut cleanly. Yeah, and you're you dying. severed I all the, the nerves in your the body. Your was brain is probably I'm fine. very not interested in avoiding the pain of death. I just want to know what it feels like to die. But, but not die. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yes, I know. Sick and twisted. I'm man. weird. All right. Yeah, I have a this one. or that. Chrome or Firefox? Kelly. What? Chrome or Firefox? Internet browser. Oh, uh, I hate Firefox, so Chrome. Okay, Melissa? Probably Chrome. I can't find the buttons on Chrome. I prefer my Firefox. <laughs> Amy? <laughs> I don't really notice much of a difference between them. No, no pick? Alright. I was actually. I, I really uh, only pick it because every time I open Firefox on my work computer. Would you like to update? Yes, it tells me what mm -hmm. I wants to update, and I just don't have time for that yeah. nonsense. <laughs> I, I'm in the same boat. I like Chrome because. Extensions auto-update and the program auto-updates. Yeah, I was actually, I've only been using Chrome for a couple months. I was Internet Explorer all the way up until, oh my god, it's getting violent on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Chrome is expected to take over the number two spot in November of worldwide browsers. We're doing another round? Heck yeah. My goodness, so many questions today. There are a hundred. There are a hundred. I'm going to go for... How do you keep grabbing long ones? I went to the people? bottom and I got a long one. Ooh. <laughs> this is a great one for me. If you were to inhabit the world of any video game, which one would you pick? Oh, man. Would you want to be in a video game where you die a lot? Because you don't get to pick no. the character you are. You just have to live there. I would definitely choose the Eco Shadow of the Colossus world. There's nothing to do except get crushed by things. Plus, there's well, no one else in those worlds. Yeah, but I mean, it would be... <laughs> you. I mean, think about it. It... 
and a dead chick. No, no, there's Yorda, who's a... You can give spoilers. Yeah. I'll uh, shove you off your chair. <laughs> no, Yorda, you meet Yorda... Shh, stop talking, early. stop talking. <laughs> very early in the game. Not a spoiler. All right. Even close. She's, she is the game. Okay, stop talking. <laughs> and no, I'm, I mean... If so you, Shadow of Eco? We're talking about the world, right? You get to live in that world. Yes. So not necessarily in the game, but you'd be in that realm. Sure. You know, so I could go to the villages. That are not in the game, but are theoretically understood be. to be there. All right. You know, and live with the people and understand the cultures and why they're sacrificing eco. And think why, why do you keep talking? This is <laughs> <laughs> this, you learn this in the opening cutscene. <sighs> Play the game. All right, you fool. All right, Melissa. Um, Sam and Max. Yeah, nice. that would be pretty yeah. fun. It'd be chaotic. It you would be die. totally chaotic. You would develop schizophrenia. <laughs> Quite possibly, yes. But I, I am a sucker for point-and-click adventures. And <laughs> as a kid, I didn't like Sam and Max. I'll be honest, the very first Sam and Max game, partly it was because my computer had crummy speakers and we couldn't understand what was going on, and partly because it's just a little too chaotic for a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> I think I, I just didn't get it. I didn't like it. But I rediscovered Sam and Max this last winter when I was stuck at home on the snow days. And I, I it's all like, coming back around, folks. This was all planned at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> I like the fact that, um, that you can't die in a point-and-click adventure, and it's just that particular world is super cartoony and fun and has kind of a, a Roger Rabbit sort of a vibe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is kind of aesthetically pleasing. Sure. Danielle, do you have any knowledge of video games? I've only ever played what I played here last time. Which was the what? The little sack boys and the flower little big planet. That would be an amazing I world. I would get so tired, though. You have to <laughs> run all the time. That's true. Sack boys do not get tired. I played those and the, and the little the Mario one where you drive the car and I kept falling over sideways. Okay. So of those three, the flower, yes, the flower, I would get bored just wandering through fields all day. There didn't appear to be any food, so probably a little big planet. You could eat flowers. A little big planet. <laughs> flowers have nutritional They look toxic. Body. That's probably true. I don't think you should eat that. Big glow, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amy? Oh, I don't okay. know what I know. She's dancing. Yeah, I don't know if I would do Pixel Junk Monster. It's a scary world. There are monsters everywhere. It's true. In the, it's in the But she just likes to play it so much, that's all. But as I say... But, but if you're one of the babies in the village, that'd be a rough life. It'd be a stressful world to live in. Yeah. You get to collect money when they die. What? What? <laughs> oh, when the other people die. The I'm like, die. Since when can you kill the children for money? No! <laughs> Whoa. Um, That's what I was thinking. I was actually thinking um, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean because, again, you get to break things and collect money, and that would be fun. With no adverse consequences. I know, especially because you can turn on um, invincibility and never die. <laughs> so my answer would almost surely be the Ratchet and Clank universe. Because oh, they go man. to so many cool planets that are full of so many fun things, and there are awesome companies that make awesome gadgets. Seriously, and there's and always the most ridiculous and robots coming around being stupid. And yes, <laughs> <laughs> and you have people like Quark becoming like international president. Or something yeah, like that. So, yes. Inter intergalactic, intergalactic president. Yeah, yeah so uh, Ratchet and Clank would be my choice. Be a great universe. Yeah. I like that the box is noisy. The, the vast majority of these are would you rather's, and we haven't had one yet. I had a would you rather. Or I'm trying you, to get a small get one. Stick in the eye. <laughs> oh, it's a this or that. Okay. Uh, sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Sunrise happens to way too early in the morning. I like sunrises better. Me yeah, too. me too. Because you get the fog with it often, and sunsets got, are hot usually. It's got, by that point in the day. 
warm. Yeah. And, and yeah, sun sunrises but are we're very on a cool. sunset beach. And and I they're know. also really got a lot of nice sounds with them. Sunrises do the, the chirps. Chirping yeah. And, yeah. It's easier to see a sunset, so I think a sunrise is a little more special because of that you have to go out of your way a little. And Amy's really never up to see them. I just have to drive to work. So, <laughs> so what's your choice, sweetie? Now sunrise. Okay. Because it's the 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 hope that. Like, Today might not suck. That the sun will in fact come <laughs> up and it will not be dark all day long. Yeah, sun sunsets are scary. You don't know if that sucker's coming back. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> sure. Well, I keep picking long ones. That's where a lot of those old ones are. I think you put too many long ones in there. There are very Here's few. It's, 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 ah. The long ones are the smallest category. I, I think I got the smallest one in the box. It's another this or that. Eyes or smile. So what do you find most attractive? Probably smile. see that, that that that's that's not even in the question. Well, this or that are short. That's implied. Yeah. What well, what if? It okay. Was... What do you like better, your eyes or your smile? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to interpret it that way, that's fine. I I'm just that's saying true, you can't yeah. interpret it for us. We get to answer okay, okay. based on our own. Fair enough. Whatever. <clears throat> I think I think it was intended as what do you find more attractive? So I would probably say smile. Because it lends that whole... Like, you can learn a lot about a person, by the way. They smile at the things they smile at. So. Eyes. Smile. I'm kind of a full package person. I, you know, Kelly's like, boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I was talking about face in general. Fair enough. Um, you know, because, I mean, if you have a nice smile and googly eyes, <laughs> it's not doing it for me. And if you have nice eyes and snaggle teeth, no. So, snaggle teeth? Yeah. <laughs> So, and Melissa's doing a great impression of a snaggletooth right now. Thank you. Um, Anytime. You guys can see it. Anytime. <laughs> so, what's your answer? You have to have one. Pick one. Nose. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm even with that. You're like Ron Weasley. If it's, if it's not directly dead center of the face, you're not going for it. Yep. Here you go. <laughs> right, what about you? <laughs> Smile. Smile. All right. Because uh, Danielle had the, the best answer. <laughs> there. <laughs> He has removed 50% of No, because she still she's got, still got a one. huge one. Heck, let's go back in there. It's a really long one. If you could thank one teacher for what they taught you, who would it be and what would you thank <clears throat> them for? Miss mm. Lynch, because my answer to this got cut off from the PAX podcast because it was too oh, yeah. long and Luke had to cut the segment. So I get to tell the story now. Okay. Again, it's most excellent. Miss Lynch uh, saved my life. Um, <laughs> Wait. It's yes. true. She gave <laughs> she me the dragged best... her out of a burning building. And... <laughs> no, she gave me the best piece of advice anyone could have given me. Miss Lynch was my fourth grade teacher, and um, by fourth grade, I had some some perfectionist tendencies that were very you clearly don't say. showing. I know, but Miss Lynch <laughs> at my parent teacher conference um, taught me an important lesson that you know when you're cooking dinner. Sometimes you want to make beef wellington, which is a really complex and intricate dish that requires a lot of different ingredients and careful preparation, and you need to follow it step by step, and you want it to be perfect. And sometimes beef wellington is really good, but sometimes you just want a peanut butter sandwich. And a peanut butter sandwich doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to get the peanut butter all the way out to the edges of the bread on all four sides. You just get some peanut butter on there, a little bit of jelly, you slap the bread together, and it's food. And so in your life, the, the point of the story was that in your life, some things will be worth putting in beef wellington effort, and some things will just need to be a peanut butter sandwich. And so when I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed, I, I actually will stop and think to myself, can I just peanut butter this one? 
<laughs> and and it can help me relax and not be crazy perfectionist. So that's Miss <laughs> Lynch is the teacher that I would most want to thank for the impact that she had on my life because I am not an insane person. <laughs> or at least you hide it really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say probably Professor Hutchison, English 302 at junior college because she taught me how to organize my thoughts on paper. I was always a really good cloud-like creative writer. I would ramble very well, but I was not so great at organizing an academic paper in a way that would make sense to someone else and really convince them of my <clears> argument. And she taught me how to make an outline that makes sense for basically anything Good. and to enjoy doing it. And that is useful in almost any profession you do. So I would thank Mr. Kavanaugh if he was still alive, but we killed him. He is now dead. But he was the IB coordinator at Capital for the launch of that program. And he gave us some interesting advice as a coordinator. Uh, he basically said that the majority of any essay you write should basically be BS. That you can <laughs> that you can know the <laughs> basics. So that you can know the basics and have a good argument. And as long as you package it well, it doesn't really matter what you say in the bodies. As long as you've got the good format and reasoned arguments, the rest of it can be fluff. And I've used that to great effect. <laughs> R.I.P. I'm just impressed that he openly admitted this. Yep, in high most, school. Most of them pretend that it's not so. <laughs> it, it really is for a lot of it, though, especially in high school. Yeah. Wait, did I don't want to read your fluff. If, you, if my students are listening to this, Mrs. Longnecker officially says, I do not want your BS and your fluff. <laughs> I want your well-reasoned arguments about what you actually think, and then I want you to stop writing. <laughs> Unless you've given them 1,500 words to write, then keep going. In which case, think of 1,500 good things to say. <laughs> <laughs> no Kelly. peanut butter. Amy, one of you two. Um, I think I would go with uh, Professor Tronti at uh, Cal Baptist um, because she figured out how to get all of the stories in my head, get me to get all the stories in my head out onto a piece of paper. She convinced me that I could put them on a piece of paper in <clears throat> a meaningful way as opposed to... You wrote some good stories in Tronti's you know, class. Dot, 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 end of story. Uh, and and she basically said that it was okay for the story to not be three pages long, that it was okay for the story to be two pages long or the story to be 20 pages long, and that that was okay. Which, before that, everybody was always like, I don't want to read a 20-page paper. I don't want to read a 20-page story from a kid who doesn't know what they're doing. And so I Jeez. appreciated that. Kelly? This is a hard one for me because I, I'm not... <laughs> I never was geared very well for regular education settings I didn't do well because I it wasn't the right pace for me I guess you know public schools weren't the right pace for me and I I frequently got bored because you know I learned quickly and I, I didn't get along with the teachers a lot so <laughs> uh, I know how that goes yeah yeah in fact I had teachers who just outright hated me I know how that not goes too. and not because I was rude or mean I was actually very oh. quiet and polite and okay that's new for me and <laughs> yeah, yeah I was quiet and polite and I didn't cause a fuss but I you know I'd do my homework and then I'd forget it at home and I'd never turn it in and it's frustrated people to no end and I think probably if I had to choose one outright it'd be my jazz teacher from high school Frank Minear who is also, also dead passed away yeah <laughs> Um, it's very tragic, but I, I realized after he died that he was someone that I always wanted to be proud of me, I guess. And, and <clears throat> he was someone that I looked up to. He's infinitely talented, that guy. And, and he taught me a lot, a lot more than just, you know, jazz me. Uh, and yeah, I, I missed the guy. <laughs> he was really charismatic fella. 
his uh, his funeral was a huge event. But yeah. <clears throat> oh no. I had a question in my pocket and now it is missing. It's it. Is that? Nope. That's nope. It. All right. I'm going to do it from memory. I'm stealing this one from the uh, the PAX tested podcast that we listened to. It was a would you rather. Let's see if it's actually in here. Nope. All right. There's one, one on your lap. That would be the one. Yes. <laughs> All right. Kelly and Melissa already know this one. So you guys get to go after the other two girls. Would you rather be attacked by a horse-sized duck <laughs> or a dozen duck-sized horses? Oh, dear. <laughs> this is one of the few times where audience questions Really good. good. <laughs> so, audience a horse-sized questions. duck or a dozen duck-sized horses. This is, this is difficult because I've been attached by normal-sized of both animals. And ducks are scary. Oh man, I, I, he so tried to beat me size, to death. A horse-sized duck would be real bad. I, I actually <laughs> think I would go for the the, the, the duck-sized horses because I could pump them much more easily. <laughs> you know, a horse-sized duck would be hard to get away from. I would be from. concerned. <laughs> they have tiny little spindly legs too and they, you know, once a horse it loses a leg. Once you get it on the back, it's <laughs> yeah, not, it's pretty it's much over for that poor little <laughs> duck-sized horse. The challenge <laughs> is that duck, or uh, horse mouths are so strong and their teeth are so sharp that having like you know, miniaturized versions, they'd just be taking they like tablespoons out yeah. of your body. They wouldn't be able to much move left very fast. Angles. I mean, think about it. Horses are fast, even if you scaled them down. Yeah, nice. And a, do- a dozen of them, man. Oof. If they came in a pack. Yeah, but all you'd have to do is climb up on a like a dining table and you'd be safe. But yeah, what they if- can't climb. Okay, but if they got like your Achilles tendon and you went down, <clears throat> then you're over. Oh, yeah, your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, Amy? I, I, I think that I would probably fare better against a horse-sized duck mostly because I could hide from it. Because it's too big? Yeah. You like hide in a hole or something and hope yes. that its beak couldn't get you? Yes. I can Can you imagine the sound that creature would make? It'd be <laughs> flapping of its wings. Yeah, well, yeah. It's making so much noise someone would come and help me. Yeah. <laughs> someone would see that and be like, I'm out of here. I wouldn't help you. <laughs> Kelly? I definitely would not want to be attacked by that horse-sized duck. That would scare the ever-loving <laughs> crap out of me. I would take those little horsies on. And hopefully <laughs> save my face. Uh, but no, the, the duck would be just a monstrosity. This Absolutely is true. Not. Melissa. I would climb on a chair, grab a broom, and whack the little <laughs> tiny horses into the next room. <clears throat> yep. I Plus, I mean, a horses, if you think about it, horses aren't super aggressive in terms of, like, going on. It's like one attack, but they're not... I mean, they typically don't if go you... after people the way that carnivores do. Actually, you know what? I just had a thought. The Prolonged meal you could have after battling that duck. <laughs> it could be yeah. epic. It was so you... greasy. Feed... Oh, yeah, it'd be so gross. It'd be so good. Um, you could sell feed... the duck fight. You could render it. You could feed all the orphans Sell it to Bobby Flay, make tons of money. I know. I mean, okay, so you're right. Th- this question all kind of depends on the context. Like, where, what environment are you in? Because if yeah. you're in the middle of, like, a football field with that horse-sized duck, you are in <laughs> serious trouble. Um, but if it's in, like, you know, your car or house or something, theoretically, you could, like, hide under it or somewhere where it couldn't snap you, like you said. I think I would actually want to be attacked by the horse-sized duck just so I could see what it looked like. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Now, what size horse are you picking? What kind of duck are we talking like about? Like a Clydesdale. Like a really big horse. Oh, okay. Well, because there are different sizes of horse. Yeah, not I like a know. Shetland pony. <laughs> I would try to convince the duck to just let me ride I want like it. A bu- uh, like a Budweiser horse as a duck. 
Something. I would just want to ride the thing. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. All right. It so it would fly. I, I sent this question out to the community before we started. Uh, James from California. I'm going to say a duck sized horse. Carly, who loves ducks? A uh, dozen duck sized horses because you could at least kick them. <laughs> She's on your way You can kick the duck too. Again, Jack, just piss them off. <laughs> Jackie from Minnesota. She would also go with the dozen horses. Um, so she would kick them. Uh, a dozen duck-sized horses, lol, why? That is from Rachel. <laughs> uh, how many horses? A dozen. A uh, dozen. I would go the duck-sized horses. Seems like kicking would be highly effective. That's from Scott in Minnesota. Um, Who we had on the podcast a couple, couple that's episodes true. ago. <clears throat> uh, Talitha from California said, I would rather watch a dozen ducks attack a horse. That'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, be awesome. All right, who's this from? This is from Nick up in Auburn. A dozen duck-sized horses, definitely. A horse-sized duck could take off my head in one massive peck. So long as I kept my feet, the duck-sized horses could... Why do people write such long ones? Oh, well. Uh, duck-sized horses, you can kick them and take each one out slowly. Not much you can do with a 1,500-pound duck. <laughs> That's from Nick in Seattle. Uh, easily a dozen small horses... Horses can't really attack you, so if they're small, no matter how many, they will lose. I don't know about that, Mike. Uh, if you had like a hundred small horses, you'd just get trampled. <laughs> they'd like catch in the back of the knee and you'd get run over. Yeah, they'd swarm. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. Alright, some science. Science! science. We, need a, we need a like an, an intro sound. Make, make some jingle. For the science section. S sing science music. Go. There we go. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start this off with some common kitchen myths. So the first one is going to talk about cutting boards. True or false? Wooden cutting boards harbor more bacteria than plastic cutting boards. False. False. <clears throat> you guys heard this this rumor, I heard this it myth? Recently, my mother's always on about the wooden cutting boards, but I never believed her. My mom was the same way, right? <laughs> that a wooden cutting board, if you're cutting chicken or something on it, like if there is salmonella in the chicken, it gets inside the cutting board and it never comes out. Mainly because you can't really wash them. You can't throw them in the you know washing machine. They're they're a bigger challenge to uh, to deal with. But uh, a professor down at the UC Davis Food and Safety Laboratory did a really in-depth uh, study on this. He had 10 different kind of hardwood cutting boards and four different kind of polymer plastic-based cutting boards and covered them with salmonella and uh, E. coli and staph bacteria and did all sorts of I know that, that'd be a really gross one, wouldn't it? Hopefully you don't have that in your kitchen or your house. Um, but did all sorts of tests, both with new ones that were nice and fresh and ones that were super cut up with knife marks and found that in almost all cases, a wooden cutting board harbors less bacteria than a plastic one. Um, oddly enough, the wood seems to have some kind of resistance to it and the bacteria, when they get inside, actually die. They can't mutate, they can't reproduce, <clears throat> they can't survive inside of the wood. Well, most of them are treated with with oils that gives them a, a seal to begin with. And in order to keep them looking decent, you're supposed to treat them regularly with mineral oil. So you you kind of have a consistent level of like seal on it if you take care of your cutting board. His findings were that if you are going to be washing with like soap and water in the sink, the wooden cutting board is probably the way to go. If you have a dishwasher and you can fit the plastic one inside, then it doesn't really matter because dishwashing a plastic board takes care of all the, the bacteria and stuff. So, Kelly, what are you doing? You look like you are well, We need to restart something. the segment. Why? I have I have the sound. Yeah, okay, do science music. This is like alien music. 
That is good sound, though. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, okay, other misconception. Actually, first, I'm going to teach you a word. So in science, we have this word. It's for an instrument. It's called uh, an abulioscope. Yes. Step in one. It is used. <laughs> it is an instrument used for the measuring the boiling point of a liquid. So whether that okay, is an abulioscope. I feel like I should have heard that. Before <laughs> so now, but no. then naturally, abulioscopy is, you know, the measurement, the, the science of figuring out what boiling points different liquids have. Okay. So what this has to do with the kitchen, <clears throat> how many of you guys have heard the myth about putting salt in the water to make your pasta boil quicker? That's not why you put salt in the water. Yeah, it's not why you put salt in the water. Okay. Why do you put salt in the water? I've not heard this Because myth. it's the only opportunity you have to flavor the pasta. Correct. That is the real winner here. When you put salt in the water for your pasta, it just makes your pasta taste better. The myth about it actually having an appreciable difference on the time it takes to cook is a myth. Turns out that most people probably put, what, like a teaspoon per quart of water, maybe two teaspoons per quart of water. That's about right. Two teaspoons yeah. per quart. So uh, two, teaspoons, two teaspoons per quart gives you 0.6 Fahrenheit increase in temperature, which means you would have zero basically difference in cooking time. Um, so when you're cooking your pasta, put salt in there for flavor. <clears throat> Don't fall for the myth that it actually makes the water hotter. All right, so there's your 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 kitchen science. We're going to hit you with some more hardcore stuff. Uh, so some scientists did a wacky experiment that PETA probably had a flip over. But they took two mice, young mouse and an old mouse, and they surgically connected their circulatory systems so that the blood what? of one is flowing through the other and the other ones is flowing through the other. That's messed They're up. lab mice. They're lab mice. What they found... So what was the point of this? What they found was that the decay in the brain activity of the older mouse lessened and the decrease in brain activity of the younger mouth, mouse increased. So, so they evened out? Well, yeah. So, so what we do know about the brain is that as you get older, your stem cells create less and less new cells, which cause all sorts of issues with like memory loss, forgetfulness, Alzheimer's, that kind of stuff. It's just the way that all brains work. As you get older, less stem cell growth, less new cells. But what they found is a protein uh, called eotaxin which actually inhibits the growth of these new stem cells. So what they found was that when they were, but they, they basically <clears throat> separated these mice or did it with new mice and just took out the plasma from one, plasma from the other and flip-flopped them and had the exact same results. So the goal now is to figure out how to either inhibit the ability of eotaxin to cause brain slowing in older people or find some other kind of way to decrease its production. But this has like huge implications for Alzheimer's or anybody that faces like dementia or memory loss issues, even people that are young that can't remember stuff. Um, Parkinson's, things like that. Probably not Parkinson's. It doesn't really regrow or cause any kind of... Okay. It just, it, it reverses the natural slowing of brain cell production. Okay. So we could have, theoretically, an end to Alzheimer's and other kinds of dementia-related <clears throat> issues. Um, so that's a fascinating one to keep your eye on. Eotaxin, if you want to look it up. Uh, also, you can look at creepy pictures of, of mice being surgically welded together. I almost walked out of my uh, psychology class because of something like that, so that will not be happening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Amy, you said that these two have some beef to settle. There needs to be a revisit of listener question from last podcast. What was this? I heard that Danielle had a beef with Kelly. <laughs> Whoa. No. So, <laughs> what was the question Whoa. again? Uh-oh. 
It was the thing about why guys seem to think that teasing <laughs> or constantly harping on things that annoy a girl are going to get a positive response from her if they're interested. In <laughs> okay. And my sister and I listened to Kelly's response and we looked at each other and we went, what? <laughs> no, okay, no, there's, there's, there's different kinds of teasing. If you're, if you're talking about, act, I mean, I don't think this question was that specific. I think it just said, you know, why do guys think that teasing a girl will elicit a... Positive response. Yeah, that was that was the gist of it. There's different kinds of teasing. There's they all irritate. <clears throat> Do they? Yeah. Every single one. Okay. I would much well, rather <clears throat> someone was straightforward or acted. I it, it seemed it comes across to me a lot of times as being immature. And the question came up because my sister has a guy in her class uh, who yeah. thinks that it's going to be easier to get her to go out with him because he's been angling for this, asking for her number. Yeah. If he insults her favorite movies and makes fun of David Bowie's <laughs> Pants and Labyrinth, <laughs> which he's rather sensitive about. So <laughs> yeah, That's about as effective as going up to a girl like, hey, girl, damn, you stupid. You want to go out? <laughs> it worked for some guys, unfortunately. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not the kind of teasing I'm talking about. That's, I mean, like I have... <clears throat> female friends who I tease, not in a, like, oh my god, your hair is stupid, you know, not in that kind of a way, but in like a, you know, I, I know that the response I'm going to get from them is a positive one, they're going to laugh, they're going to it's punch like a, me or something. It's a mutual joke, yeah, between, yeah, it's a mutual which is, joke, which is which different is, than picking at an issue, sure, which is sure. what okay. I've seen happen a lot. Gotcha. No, yeah, no. Yeah. But, but apparently there are a large number of men who... Don't, don't know it. the difference. Yes, I guess between yes. a shared joke and, you know. and or also uh, the kind of teasing that leaves one feeling embarrassed because I can't always keep up with the mental processes of people <laughs> who do these things, and I'll take something that they say at face value, and then I feel very silly when they were really messing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful with you. <laughs> she is a fragile, delicate flower. <laughs> I usually take it pretty well. I've never punched anyone, but I might resent you for a little while afterwards. See, uh, and guys, unfortunately, will see the punching as a good sign. What? Yeah, <laughs> like they're getting feedback. Yeah, no, because often, I mean, it's it's usually a, a younger kind of a relationship, but often when a guy is teasing a girl and she has a positive feeling about it, she will actually punch him and be like, oh, gosh, you're silly, whack him on the shoulder. And he's and like, she he's touched like, me. Oh, she touched me. <laughs> Because usually a girl punch, even a hard one for her, is not a hard one for the guy. I so it's like, yeah. <laughs> she gets a claws out, jams her thumbs in there. Okay. All right. That's, en that's enough of last week's listener questions. Time for this week's. Aaron from New York. Without looking it up, does anyone in the cast know what cream of tartar is? Know what it's made of? Or know what it <clears throat> is generally? Know what it is. It's a seasoning. No. Well, no, it's well, a it's it, a it's a powder. It's a mineral that you use um, to enhance the the structure, usually of things like egg whites. You put it in meringues to make the egg whites hold up better. Um, it makes them a little bit stiffer, makes them a little bit more stable, and you don't have to work the egg whites so what? hard. Why is he asking this? Question? I have no idea. <laughs> I just, so you question. find it in the spices. Aisle, which is why sure, I'm pretty sure is he just trying to figure it out. Maybe I don't, it, it's that'd be a bad way to get info because it's, <laughs> <not gonna> be <laughs> no, it's, it's tartaric acid. <laughs> maybe check Google. Uh, yeah, you can make really good Play Doh with it. <laughs> Although he did say without yeah, looking it up, so. it does do. I think he's just testing. I, I don't have to look it up. I know what it is. Melissa knows. I would have had to look it up. Yeah. All right, Brian. That's why you have me. Yep, Brian and Lacey. How much mud could a mud bomb bomb if a mud bomb could bomb mud? It would bomb as much as it could if a mud bomb could bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the official answer? Yes. All right. 
Uh, Brian, that's your answer. It would, <laughs> it would bomb as much as it could. Uh, so much mud. Mark in Tenino. <clears throat> Will we ever run out of phone numbers as the population increases and more people have phones? No, because they'll just keep adding numbers. What? The, uh, the area codes. I mean, I suppose theoretically there's a limit to how many area codes there can be. But as area codes simply subdivide, you can reuse the same. Yeah, so 360 seven, seven can go to 361, and then you've got a whole nother... Well, because 206... 9 million, when, 999,000. When I was born, 206 was all Western Washington, and then it split into 253 and 360 and 206 and whatever it is further north. And there was a time when phone numbers were only <clears> four <throat> digits, and yeah. then they became seven, seven, and then they started adding area They jumped from four to seven? Well, they were originally Jeez. one. That's true. That's true, yeah. And then they started area codes, and then it's the requirement of using the area code, and then after they were, after a while of requiring using area code and splitting area codes enough, then they'll they'll add another set to the numbers. So no, Mark, we're not going to run out of questions or uh, phone numbers. Uh, Carly and Renton, do you get a flu shot each year? Yep. When I remember. Some... You remember, but you just don't want them. So. <laughs> Every time you go to the store, you see a sign and go, I don't want needles in my arm. I, I have the last few years gotten a flu shot, but <clears throat> I'm not always consistent about it because I'm scared of shots. Yeah. So you have to get a shot a week for allergy. You do? I used to. Oh, that's right. Probably should again, but I don't anymore. But yeah, I'm used to it. So. Flu shot? No. I, I suppose it seems to benefit some people, but I don't like the idea of putting more germs in my body. So. Which is probably a silly attitude, but I don't want to. Amy? I didn't last year because I didn't seem to have the time. Like, I seemed to always be working when there were flu shot clinics where I could go to get it easily. Um, but so long as I can get there, I will go. You know, Because I, I work with enough kids that I'm around enough germs. I think it's important. And the benefit of having um, a large population immunized to control the spread of the disease is good. Yeah, I remember actually hating it when I was younger because my parents would always insist on taking me right before my birthday, which is dead center flu season. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, maybe a third of the time you get quite sick, you know, from taking the flu shot. And, you know, that's one so of the I'm not potential crazy. side effects. Wow, if you, a third of the time you got quite sick? Because I, my, my understanding is that the, the actual incidence of that kind of adverse reaction is much, much lower. Uh, well, maybe it was lower than that. Maybe I only got sick one or two times. <laughs> it just seems I was like every little. time. It seemed yeah. like every single time, yeah. No, I mean, you know, and after a while, I'd be like, you know, when I got slightly older, I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to get that flu shot, and then I'm going to pound orange juice all day. <laughs> I will not get sick. All right. Uh, I've never had a flu shot. Never planned to, unless I'm really old. That that's probably my plan on that. Uh, James in <laughs> California. So if you don't get shotgunned in the gut, you're gonna die of flu when I'm old. Yes, yeah. or young, whatever. Uh, James <laughs> in California. With the rise of social networks, so Facebook, Twitter, whatever. How long till America decides personal friends? I'm guessing he means like physical friends, are no longer needed since they have digital ones anyway. I think. Are, are we going towards a future where I'd be, I would be willing to bet there are a good number of people who have already made that transition that step, but there's. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to be. They have their full. World of Warcraft friends and they don't leave the house? Yeah. Because Mark from Tonino had two roommates that were like that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, that's a particular type of person who's already a bit of a shut-in, I would imagine, before World of Warcraft showed up. And um, 
there's always going to be people like that, and there's always going to be extroverts who want the social contact and have no interest in staying in their homes, uh, talking to people over texts. So I was going to say the the extroverts cannot function, we, and and we can't have a world of simply introverts. It will not work, and the extroverts cannot function if they don't have the people Plus, to interact with. How would people post <clears throat> pictures of themselves doing stupid stuff on Facebook? If they don't have people to do this, yeah, YouTube. Stuff that's is. a good Super point. Boring. Yeah, <laughs> if people are only ever in their houses. Yeah, fair enough. Is that the answer for everybody? Yep. Shut-ins will be shut-ins. All right, last question from Mike in Olympia. Uh, maybe not the best question, but we can improvise it. If you were abducted by aliens and they wanted to trade you anything for your DNA, what would you ask for? I would just let them have my DNA. Well, mainly because they could just take it, I'm guessing. If they can abduct me, they can just take it and not give me anything. I don't know they... why they want my DNA. So we, we would get the their I... infinite resources? Yeah, yeah, let's go okay. with that. So I'm, I'm thinking of want... science fiction movies right now. Yeah, okay. I would want to be uh, genetically and bionically upgraded. So I want my bones replaced with carbon fiber. And <laughs> <laughs> I want special nanos in my muscles to make me super strong. Kelly has just been light. playing Deus Ex, and I think that's yep. where this is coming from. Well, yes. it's good that you've taken a holistic approach because some people just think that, like, I'm going to get bionic legs so I can run really fast and jump really high. But then you don't think about, like, compressing the discs in your back. Yeah, your spine like, would explode. Yes. Like, you have to have the or full, implode, like, yeah. you know... No, it would be a full upgrade. Yeah. You'd basically be a cyborg at that point. Uh, How about they just take out your brain and put it in a robot? Bioborg. Yeah. Yeah. Would you would you do that? My brain out? No. Just put it in a, in a robot, in, oh. a, in a Terminator. I want to pass on my genetics someday. And a penis. Brain and a penis. <laughs> we'll have to think about You'd it. You'd be a Cylon. How about that? Cylon? Would I still get to like feel stuff? or would it Can Cylons be... feel things? Nerds? Nerds? Well, the... the Nobody in the, knows? The human Cylons are actually like humans. So, so yes, they can feel. They're not robots. All right, whatever. Anyways, um, anyways most of what you a really nerdy conversation. <laughs> I guess my my I'm stuck on the the idea of wanting my DNA. I don't have a problem with give providing a piece of hair and walk off. I know, yeah. like I, I I guess I'll trade my freedom for a, a yes. piece of my hair. Like I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. They're like Kelly, you will give you anything, and you're like, make me this awesome robot, and they're like, okay, and then you're like, let me off the ship, and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, whatever fool, you just made me immortal. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, so but if they wanted all of freedom. my DNA, then I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know that I would give up all of my DNA for anything. Yeah, how much of DNA were we talking I, about? He here? didn't specify. He didn't specify, which is why I'm having a hard time. So I'm guessing... Because I was it, thinking like a vial of blood or something. If we're talking a sample, I, I my freedom... Yeah, I think that would probably Go the be safe the route. I, yeah, just I'm thinking <laughs> of all back. the all the myths and stuff where the you know Animal the probes. the genie or whatever <laughs> oh. comes and <laughs> offers you something. No, like the old myths where the clever sure, person. I was thinking uh, alien abduction hey. myths. The clever person <laughs> always asks. The, the unclever people always ask for the really extreme stuff, and the clever person's like. Let me go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that. I want to be that story. Fair <laughs> Danielle, aliens. I don't think about aliens a lot. Me um, either. I don't like the idea of them interfering with our culture at all. It needs to develop at its own pace. Um, I, I kind of agree with Melissa. That would be a pretty good option because being aliens, they're probably trying to trick you anyway. You should very specifically decide on why are, why how are they're going to be getting this DNA. Be bad guys. Maybe but they guys abducted just... me. They could have just like come and been like, "Hey, can you give me some hair?" Yeah, they didn't. And then like, that's a different story. Did it specifically say it doesn't say if you were abducted by aliens? 
And they offered you anything in exchange for your DNA. Well, maybe they just abducted you because they knew that if they walked up to you in a street, you'd re react irrationally. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's possible. Whereas abducting me, you'd think I would react more rationally. They'd have you in a controlled environment and they'd be able to talk to you and calm you down. <laughs> I would not be calm. Where there could be an amicable exchange. My freedom for a piece of hair. Yeah. Done. <laughs> All right. Somehow I feel like the aliens That's at that rational. point should just take the hair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, why are they giving <laughs> me anything? Question. Okay. Maybe they're just really, really, you know, moral aliens. <laughs> yeah. Amy, what if they're giving you, like? you this choice. Would you like a lightsaber? No. A TARDIS? No. See. TARDIS. My thought is that people could escape. I know. Um, there is a Doctor Who episode where they have some of someone's blood, and they take over everyone with that blood types. Like, they That's take right. over the people and they, like, <clears throat> almost kill them. And I would be concerned that they were going to do that. So you so punch the alien in the face and say, no deal? I would hold out until they explained that and promised that they wouldn't hurt yeah, yeah. humankind and or until the doctor came and saved me. Okay. Hoping for the latter because then I get to ride in the TARDIS. Fair enough. Because if alien abductions are real, then the doctor is real. Yes! You know, if we lost Amy off of this podcast, there'd be so little Doctor, <laughs> doctor Who. There would be no Doctor Who in, in any of <laughs> oh, their lives. Oh, poor shame. Um, <laughs> as much as I would like to have a lightsaber, I realize how super dangerous that would be. What? Uh, a a lightsaber. So I'm going to go with the neural scrubber. What was the thing from Men in Black? The little flashy thing? Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's it called? The, neural... the neuralizer. Neuralizer. I would take a neuralizer. That'd be Dude. the best. You get like pulled over for going 115 miles an hour and just go, ding. <laughs> Drive off. The best. You don't want to be a cop. Think of how great it would be for your students. <gasps> you could just be like, ding. Remember to go home and do your homework. <laughs> Tonight you're going to go home, you're going to do your homework, and you're going to be efficient about it. And then you're going to you know, be able to enjoy the rest of your evening, and you're going to come in tomorrow and Apparently excited when, to when, learn. When Melissa gets a neuralizer, she also becomes black. Is I, that what's going on here? Yeah, a southern gentleman. <laughs> she's a, I don't know. She's a southern gentleman. Yes. All right. I think that's the end of questions. Um, I don't know so what's coming up next episode, Luke? Next episode will be going up on the 26th of this month. Uh, we are going to talk about recent game reviews because Kelly and I have been playing a lot of games. And Melissa's been watching mm -hmm. many games be played. And Amy's been watching none of them, so she's <laughs> going to be quiet. Amy can talk about other games. Uh, and then an interesting question. I'm not, not going to give it more context now, but the idea of will mankind live to see the year 2100? Um, so between now and then, you can follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash TNS podcast. You can also email us at TNS podcast at gmail.com. Please give us iTunes ratings. There's still like Kelly. 193 people downloaded this, and apparently everybody does it through Facebook or the, the website. I don't know. I've people, been doing it through the website. I'm really Yeah, I, I'm curious how many people actually use iTunes for this. I do. Um, that is <laughs> Tiffany <how> does. <laughs> Tiffany doesn't know how to rate stuff, I guess. We'll have to yell at her later. You set it up so she doesn't really know it's how to get there. It's a little star. Click the, well, I would say click the five. But click whatever you want and then write something. Um, so until the 26th, we'll catch you later.